What if I told you that God could be seen in the most ordinary things every day? That if we just took a break from the busyness of our lives to just stop and look around, to consider the things that we encounter all the time and overlook, the lessons that we would learn from our children and in our homes, our families, what if I told you that everyday ordinary events could teach us extraordinary eternal truths? Would you believe me? Hey everybody and welcome back to the Set Your Mind Above podcast. I'm your host BJ Seip. I'm a Christian, a preacher, a husband, and a father. In this podcast, we take everyday, ordinary events and explore how they can teach us extraordinary eternal truths. I'm so glad that you've joined me for this episode. Now let's open up our minds, our hearts, and our Bibles together. Today is such an exciting day for our community, because today was the grand reopening of our oldest coffee shop here in downtown Danville, the Hub Coffee Shop. For the entire past month, this downtown location has been closed down for a complete renovation of the interior. It was weird to not have walked through these doors for well over a month, and I was so glad to see that they were open for business today again. Of course, I wasn't going to miss out on the big event, having been a regular here for the past three years, so after helping get our kids down for a nap, I ran over to work on today's podcast and enjoy the new atmosphere. As soon as I walked through the doors, I couldn't believe my eyes. It doesn't even look like the same place. I felt as though I was a part of a big reveal in one of those HGTV shows like Hometown or Fixer Upper. As soon as you walk through the doors, the first thing that grabs your attention is the large sign that is now mounted to the left-hand wall. It is a tasteful, key-shaped neon sign that reads, The Hub, for Coffee and Community. It's perfect. As I looked around, I admired the complete change in flow. The tables, the chairs, the window side bar seats, and all of them were brand new. Even the track lighting and other hanging modern light fixtures were all new. It's brighter, better, and absolutely beautiful. The biggest change is at the counter where you order. Previously, an old wood counter was the only barrier between you and the grill area, the espresso machines where the baristas worked, and the old stained menu that was often confusing to understand. Well, no longer. The menu has been simplified and split into four large professionally printed boards to the left side of the counter. The grill and food prep area have been completely walled up as well, so you no longer deal with all the noise of the kitchen. Now behind the beautiful mosaic-tiled counter is a wall full of live plant boxes, contrasted sharply against a black wall. Needless to say, my jaw dropped as I walked in. I went and found a spot along the window and set my stuff down, which will henceforth be known as my spot, most likely, as I walked up and got in line, I was greeted with smiles and waves from all the baristas that I hadn't seen for so long. So many of them have become such good friends, and it was a joy to see the excitement on their faces as we talked about all of the changes. I first said hi to Mona, who later was able to stop by and visit with me for a bit of time. I motioned around me and said, how about this place, right? 
She grinned from ear to ear and said, I just can't believe that this is the same place. Talk about a transformation. And she was right. And even more so for us customers than for the staff here. All along the way, those who work here were able to see the progress as bit by bit the entire interior was flipped. But for customers like me, the last time I walked out was right around Christmas time. But when I walked back in today, it was like someone had just snapped their fingers and suddenly it had been transformed right before my eyes. It's still the same place, but it's different at the same time. A huge shout out to Micah and Peyton Miniard. You really outdid yourselves. Thank you for breathing life back into such a beloved Danville establishment. As I sit here and think about this incredible transformation, I couldn't help but think about the incredible transformation that all of us are going to experience one day in the resurrection. These bodies that we have now are mortal, and one day will die, but they will not stay dead forever. Consider with me the following discourse from Paul to the Corinthians in the lengthy text of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 35 through 56. But someone will ask, How are the dead raised? What kind of body will they have when they come? You fool! What you sow does not come to life unless it dies. And as for what you sow, you are not sowing the body that will be, but only a seed, perhaps of wheat or another grain. But God gives it a body as He wants, and to each of the seeds its own body. Not all flesh is the same flesh. There is one flesh for humans, another for animals, another for birds, and another for fish. There are heavenly bodies and earthly bodies, but the splendor of the heavenly bodies is different from that of the earthly ones. There is a splendor of the sun, another of the moon, and another of the stars. In fact, one star differs from another star in splendor. So it is with the resurrection of the dead. Sown in corruption, raised in incorruption. Sown in dishonor, raised in glory. Sown in weakness, raised in power. Sown a natural body, raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. So it is written, The first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. However, the spiritual is not the first, but the natural, then the spiritual. The first man was from the earth, a man of dust. The second man is from heaven. Like the man of dust, so are those who are of the dust. Like the man of heaven, so are those who are of heaven. And just as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we also will bear the image of the man of heaven. What I am saying, brothers and sisters, is this. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor can corruption inherit incorruption. Listen, I am telling you a mystery. We will not all fall asleep. But we will all be changed, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, 
and we will be changed. For this corruptible body must be clothed with incorruptibility, and this mortal body must be clothed with immortality. When this corruptible body is clothed with incorruptibility, and this mortal body is clothed with immortality, then the saying that is written will take place. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where death is your victory? Where death is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. My friends, these physical bodies will one day be raised from the dead. It is not without reason that our bodies are called a temple of the Lord. Just as the physical body of Jesus was raised from the dead, so each of us will be raised in his likeness as well. See Romans chapter 6 and in verse 5. Our heavenly bodies will be the same bodies that we currently have now, and yet they will also be different. While our bodies now are mortal, made from dust, sown in weakness and dishonor, the way that they will be raised up from the dead will be in their final heavenly state. We will be transformed and changed in the blink of an eye, as though God snaps his fingers, and suddenly, as we are raised, our divinely renovated bodies will be better and beautiful. These mortal bodies die, but they will be raised immortal, never to die again. These mortal bodies die on account of sin and the curse, but they will be raised incorruptible and free from all sin. While there are many questions that remain regarding our future resurrection, we understand that the secret things belong to God. Deuteronomy 29 and 29. All I know is that one day, we will be just like Jesus was and is in his resurrection body, and our heavenly form will be exceedingly better than our earthly form. John writes and says, Dear friends, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet been revealed. We know that when he appears, we will be like him because we will see him as he is. 1 John chapter 3 and in verse 2. Praise be to God, who once again will breathe life into these bodies and raise them up to live with him forever. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. I would invite you back Tuesdays through Fridays for a brand new episode each day. If you haven't already, be sure to find us on Facebook for occasional announcements and special video sessions. If you have benefited from this podcast, please, if you're able to, be sure to share it with someone else that you think could benefit from it as well. Until next time, know that I love you, that God loves you, and may we all each and every day Set our minds above.
No more. 